0: Welcome to episode 45 of Talking Vartan, the Knights and Daughters of Vartan podcast. I'm David Medzorian, and I serve the Knights of Vartan as an asped in Ararat Lodge number 1 here in Boston. This is the second program of an important two-part edition of the Talking Vartan podcast called simply... They came from Artsakh. In our last program, I introduced you to the Hachidurian family from Stepanakert. And what was at times an emotional conversation, they talked about their harrowing long journey from Artsakh to Armenia in September, and how they have begun their adjustment to life in Yerevan. My translator for this interview was their close relative and my dear friend Anahid Badalian, the founder and director of the Baird Women's Resource Center in Tavush Province. She was with her relatives in Yerevan during our interview. For this program, Anahid was kind enough to translate for me once again in what was a three-way conversation with my guests, Anahid and yours truly, all in different places. In my case a different continent. We're going to meet three generations of the Balayan family, who until September were living in the village of Res in the region of Artsakh known as Askaran. They include the grandfather, Vagif, the grandmother, Gyuli, affectionately known as the Prime Minister. You'll find out why. The parents, Navar and his wife, Lamara, and their three children, nine-year-old daughter, Mane, and her two brothers, six-year-old Vahe and five-year-old Tikran. They were joined for this conversation by my good friend, Der Aram Mirzoyan, the pastor of St. Hovanes Armenian Church in Baird, and Samuel Sagoyan, the village leader in Chinari, where the Balayans are now living and where they were for this interview. My friend and translator, Anahid, was at the Baird Women's Resource Center in Baird City. Chinari, by the way, is a small village about 30 kilometers or 19 miles from Bert, and about 210 kilometers or 130 miles from Yerevan. Now, normally, in such an instance, I would include my question in English, followed by the guest's answer in Armenian, and then the English translation. I don't usually include the translator's question in Armenian because it's redundant. And that is the way it will be for most of this program. However, in a few instances, you'll hear some back and forth in Armenian between Anahid and our guests, particularly the children. It was very cute, so I thought I would leave it in. And you will, of course, hear a translation of what they said. My first question was to the man who brought this family together for our transatlantic conversation, Der Aram Mirzoyan. Der Aram, what has it been like for you to get to spend time with and get to know these families from Artsakh who are now starting their lives again.
1: Uh, yes, you are right. It's 30 kilometers from Bert to Chinari but that's
2: but... Imagine that the roads are in a bad condition, and it took me an hour to get from there to Chinari to meet the family.
0: What What has it been like for you to get to spend time with the families? Uh, have they? You've clearly heard their story. You know what they have all been through. What has it been like for you? And what have you been doing for them on their behalf?
1: Make ice boiling. Currently we hosted 60 families from Artax and
2: um, we are kind of supporting them from the very beginning of um, especially those families who came from Marta gift um, Mars or region because um, Tavush um, is kind of very similar to Artsakh and it's somehow one part of the main region very very long ago.
1: Yes we are quite overhand um, with our service
2: but our number one priority is to
1: support those families from Artsakh
2: And we know that if we save
1: those persons, we can save the country.
2: Unfortunately, we lost um, the very important part of our country, but we don't want to lose people of our as well. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay so we we
2: found them uh, because they are so important to us
1: Yeah so they are the most
2: important
1: uh, people for us <laughs> <inaudible> so the process
2: is organized beforehand um, so before they will come to Davos or BERT, we know uh, what kind of families there are uh, what needs they have and so we are prepared before their arrival. <inaudible>
1: կամ այս ընտանիքում ենք, մի քիչ այս ընտանիքի մասին խոսենք, եթե առիս նայ ուրիշ ընտանիքների կխոսենք, այս ընտանիքը Մարտակերտի շրջանից է եկել, յուղերից աշկերանի մոտ, եւ men գիտեմ որ իրենք ժամանակին այդ յուղի ամենահարուստ մարտիկ են եղել, որովհետեւ շատ մեծ ֆերմա են ունեցել, անասնապահությամբ են ունեցել. Because
2: we are hosted with this family, let me uh, let me present the family. They are from Martakert, uh, Askeran, and they were one of the richest family of that region because they have quite large farm and they were doing husbandry in their own village. And if there is a chance, I can introduce you another family.
1: And <laughs> And as we
2: knew that they had a farm, we contacted them beforehand and invited them to bear it um, because it's a kind of village community and they they could continue what they had uh, done in their village in
1: Arta. <hi suburban webessoals> and and the Gitek, and Nunis, Kawika Berel, Miker, Unfortunately, none of them could take what they have created for ages. Their animals, their property, etc. Nothing was possible to bring here except their kids. pet, but Meng,
2: the sad part is that they need to start everything from zero, having absolutely nothing. And we are here to support them, to encourage
1: them, and not to let them alone. <speaking in Spanish> It's important that they have defined um, their needs or they did the needs assessment in this way. They are
2: three main categories in their needs assessment. The first is food and bedding supplies. The second is improving some uh, conditions. Um, and the third is their business. The first needs um, we try to solve somehow, providing them with beddings, uh, food, and urgent things, let's say. The second is that we haven't started yet is their homes improvement, uh, mainly the bathrooms. And the third one is their business Issue how we can solve their business this problem, providing them some job that they are familiar with.
0: Guli, let me ask you first of all, uh, being the hello, Julie. Uh,
3: change.
0: tell me about first of all, before we talk about anything else, why do they call you the prime minister? <laughs>
3: Because
2: I'm
0: the head of the home. I can't think of a better reason. Talk to me for a moment and describe for us here in America what was life like for you and your family in Artsakh during these last several years. Now, have you lived there your entire life in Artsakh? <laughs>
3: داریان در آپریم آشکاتلیم، تو تو نم تو در آریلیم کلمه سرقت آنا سونه سرقت آشکار من وش من باند تو نم ناتحلیق صیروی یه است، این تو Mm-hmm. Okay, so
2: yeah. sh- sh- she's from Artsakh. She was born in Artsakh and she will be 60 years old uh, very soon. Um, originally, she's from Vahuhas village, again from Artsakh, and then she married uh, and uh, removed to Askeran, the village of uh, Res. And there had a family. They then grow their kids and they have a quite large farm there. And so, this is uh, this was her life before, and now she she has absolutely nothing, and yeah, this is quite hard, complicated period of time.
0: Let me ask her husband, uh, Vagif, who is also there, um, Vagif Balayan, what was it like for you um, spending your life in this beautiful region? And then talk for just a moment, I know it's very difficult, of what... It felt like to have to leave.
4: We built house, uh, we create
2: um, a huge farm for during the forty five years that. As uh, all of the Artahi people, we as a family had to live um, in created circumstances.
0: And now the rest of the family, um, I know that you've got uh, a number of family members there. Um, Son, uh, Navar Balayan and Lamara, his his wife. Navar, let me start with you. Um, What was life like there for you? I mean, raising a family, you have three young children. What was it like raising a family in Artsakh? And now that you are here in Tavush, how do you begin again in the sense that you left so much there and now you're starting over?
3: Okay, the the most difficult thing is that I miss Artsakh very
2: much. And this is one thing I can say. In Choveik enters Parum mm. la Marajani pokrik. Yeah, you're
3: a couple of hava kalaem ashtadlis.
2: Could you just stop watching
0: Ha. Any Any translation there on a. Okay.
3: Ashtad. Hava la. Uh huh. Gaza okay. urda gabatik ne. pahelik.
2: So she was working um, in their village uh, club, culture or culture house. And we call it also a club as a cleaner, but in parallel, um, she was busy with their farming activities and having three kids.
0: Let's talk to some of the children if they would like to uh, say anything. First of all, uh, there is 9-year-old Mane, 8-year-old Vahe, and 5-year-old Tikran, uh, who also made the journey, obviously, from Artsakh to uh, Tavush. And uh, Mane, if I may ask you, uh, I don't want you to talk about any of the the difficulties that you've had to deal with, but I would like you to look ahead um, and talk about what you hope you will... Experience, what are your hopes now that you are in Armenia and uh, look to the future? What is it you are looking forward to?
1: Yes,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I hear some parental guidance
0: uh, there, on Anahid. Am I right? (laughs) They're like, come on, this is what you need to say. (laughs) Go ahead. eh?
2: She's she's starting on the 4th grade. She's she's telling me that she... Okay. She's telling me that she got already friends uh, at school one girl and one boy, and she's studying on a fourth grade, and her only dream is to get back Artsakh, and so they can uh, visit their village or come go there once again.
0: Well, a very wonderful sentiment, uh, Anahid, and just for our listeners there, this is these are part of the complications of a three-way, international, multilingual conversation. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes people will, the voices will step on one another, but uh, we will, I promise you, get you the translation, and so you'll be able to know what everybody is uh, is saying, thanks to my dear friend, Anahid. Let me ask Vahe now, who is eight years old, and um, I'd like to ask him the same question of now that he is here, what what is it that he looks forward to, and has he is he back in school now and making friends? Uh, what is life like now for him and what's he looking forward to?
2: Tu arthen to process, ch'e knom, unes engernar, qarats unes hamagevel. Ha, daseri het, min pokhr kpatmes ins kho aroriyats inchov es pavum, vort inch'e kanum engernerov. Khavumenk. Ha, inch'e khavum va hechan. Gdanqo. Oh
0: I even know that <laughs>
2: word. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, he's just saying that he's playing football with his friends. And um, that he likes Tavush as well.
0: And of course, for those of us here in America, the very few who might not realize that football to them is soccer to us. And uh, they certainly enjoy it over there. Um, I don't know if Dikran would like to say anything. Is there anything that Dikran would like to say to the Armenian boys and girls here in the United States who are listening? Is there anything he'd like to tell them about himself or about his family or about what he's doing? We're just going with the flow here, folks. So. <laughs> so
3: he's uh,
2: attending to kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's four.
0: He is four years old or five years old. I'm sorry. Four.
2: Five or four. Five.
0: Five. five. Okay. What is it he loves most about kindergarten?
2: He ha. Ha. so he says that mostly I love my mother.
0: Uh, I was asking. A child after my own heart. This is
2: complicated, really.
0: It's okay. It's quite all right. As I said, it's a multilingual, three-way conversation across the world, and we're doing, I think we're doing very, very well. Let me talk to, um, again, uh, the parents, if I may, and uh, whoever would like to answer this question, let them do so. You are beginning new lives here, a new chapter of your lives here in Armenia. Tell me what you are doing as a family to look forward and move forward.
2: So their plans were related to their kids' education, um, giving them an opportunity to attend the schools and uh, grow and have uh, some education.
0: What are they trying to do to make life feel as normal as possible for the children?
4: Yes, <laughs>
1: i
2: so I don't want them to have the same life uh, I as I had because um, I, I had a quite difficult life for myself and what I would wish as a parent for my kids not to have the same difficulties as I had. So I will do whatever is possible to make their life um, much more easier
0: as any parent would want for their children, of course. Dear Adam, let me ask you, you have seen far more than most people in terms of families who have been through hard times and you've gotten to see firsthand the horrors of war in Armenia and in Artsakh and all of that. What I want to know from you is when you meet families like this and you've met a lot of them, does it inspire you to see their their bravery and to see their determination to move forward? How does it make you feel as a human being
1: and as a priest? the a of a <inaudible> we all know
2: from history how strong people are, are people genetically, and the history proves um, how determined they can be, how prominent um, scientists uh soldiers or Marshall, academics, yeah. uh yeah, marshals came from Artsach and we just know how strong people they are. Uh
1: yev Himael Arachin Orvanit Aizmartik mean commit Py Manner and Pantrum Vorpezi Noriz Techsen Tante Sutton.
2: It's amazing that uh, from the very first day and they they came here from the very first day. Um, they, cre- they are creating some conditions to live, uh, they are trying to adapt whatever is, um, life brings. Um, so they are really very, let's say, um, brave and struggling um, kind of people.
1: Yes, the stop or and we are sure looking at their
2: eyes to see they are longing uh, towards their country, towards Artsakh, and the bravery, the strong part, we are sure that one day they will again have a chance to live in their
1: land in Artsakh. We've we almost I see idenz kyanqi amena dzhvar orerin men chen karogh iprev hay iprev yekeghetsi men chen karogh ugaki handisaptesitsi kets vach kunenal men petke ais dzhvar chanapare idenz et khaylel
2: We can't look at them. We need to share their pain. We need to Share the difficulties to walk the most complicated way or phase of their life, uh, because now we are one community.
0: We've heard from people in both sides of the Atlantic, both there in Armenia, and in an Arts, uh, former citizens of Artsakh, as well as people here in the diaspora. That uh, and I was I've just attended two events here in Boston where this was discussed. The possibility of a one-day returning to their homes in Artsakh, and I, and I have to ask this, and that is, you know, do they think that that's
1: going to happen? <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, we can't predict the future and we can't say what will happen
2: tomorrow but if time allows us uh, allows us and if we will be ready what is to be ready that artsakh people need to stay in armenia uh, to be united um, and if time gives us this opportunity we need to be ready for coming back artsakh once again but if um, Artsakh people will leave Armenia and go to Europe, USA, Russia, and the other countries. Then it means that we will not be ready again um, to come back to Artsakh.
1: I say, I'm watching. Get the men, caravan the men. Artsakh is <laughs> in peril. The new revolution meets the Artsakh people. Don't forget the course the men. Artsakh is in Artsakh. Harvest the course.
2: The message is that our main goal, main main purpose is to keep Artsakh people here in Armenia. If they leave their homeland, uh, Armenia, then for the future, of course, it will not be possible to get back to
1: Artsakh again. Yes, go ahead. 92 92 թվականի դեկտեմբերի 29-ին ես աշակերտ եի եւ գնացել էինք դպրոց նոր տարվա միջոցառման մասնակցելու եւ հարτσակվեցին турքերը մեր ցյուղի վրա եւ մենք էլ ընտանիքով մայրիկ հետ երեխաներ ստիփաց էին ցյուղը م Harivan Med Aram shared something private from his life. It's um.
2: Going back to the 1992, because um, that Aram is from the village of Chinari, one of the closest villages to the border. And he just remembered one Christmas night when the family were together and Azari attacked attacked the village of Chinari. And they were in the same situation as now, the Artsakh families. They had to leave their village and uh, go to the nearby more safe village, and uh, then they are they they were fed and they were given some clothes and but they never had a, a thought to leave the village because uh, they had this hope and they were certain that they will come to their home again and they will come back to their uh, village Chinari. This is something uh, like um, very private to him, and he thinks that. It's um, his own um, debt, yes, let's say, to support those those families because what he has felt on his own skin is kind of making him to be more supportive, more caring to these families because he has seen all these things uh, from his own eyes.
0: And wants to do his best to make sure that others don't have to go through what he went through.
2: But they already came through the right. same
0: exactly. situation. So exactly, there's a cold winter coming ahead. Tell me what's being done on uh, the level there in not only in uh, Chinari but uh, throughout Tavush to help the families who are there now to cope with the months ahead. <laughs>
1: որ անպայման փորձենք բարելապայտով աջակցել ընտանիքներին եւ առաջուա շապատվա մեր ամբողջ ուշադրությունը պետք է դրա վրա կենտրոնանա այդտեղ դոնոր դազմագերպություններ կնեն հիմադրամներ ովքեր արտաչարկում են ինչ որ բան ես բոլորի լուսամուտներ փոխենք եւ
2: We know that the winter is um, coming, and um, our urgent task is to provide wood for those families who can use the stove um, for heating purposes, and all those who want to support or who don't know how they can be supportive, Uh, there is a task for all of us for the next week um, to find the ways um, to provide uh, wood for winter and to provide uh, windows because most most of the houses has no windows or they need some improvement, uh, some renovation. And um, for winter, we need two things for now, the windows for those houses and uh, the wood for heating the homes.
0: Is Mr. Sagoyan there? Has he arrived? He is there. Yes, yes, David John. What is it like for you, sir, to be the leader in this village where these families are now coming in? Uh, how does it make you feel to know that you and the people of Chinari are helping these families to begin new lives? Talk about what goes through your mind and heart.
4: Uh, I am this, Mike. मैं Jana link bolorin. है तस्वीर <laughs> <laughs> um, so far, we have hosted 12 families,
2: eight of which um, has more than three kids. Um, that that is, eight uh, are quite large families. And from the very first day, we were next to them, supporting them and creating the better conditions for each family, providing them large houses, um, providing them food, bedline and supplies, and whatever was um, possible at that time.
0: What are his hopes for the future?
4: (laughs) What are his hopes for the future? (laughs) مر متشنه وانات انتانک ندی موتاراب بس آمین اکی جو ثناشون توگوشه کمینه نشته ایمنا کانتگا پخvat یه یه ور اخویم داریم بر همان که بناغیش ندی مر مر بناغشان ورنگ سیرو اون تونلیم او وین شو بکاره خانومن I do
2: really hope that 18, 80% of the families, that is quite large amount of the families, will stay in Tabush, because we do everything um, to ease their burden, to share their concerns, their problems... Um, so our hope is that they will stay in our villages because not only me, but the villagers, the people living in these Tavush um, border villages are doing everything to make this these people to feel like their own home.
0: And that is the best that you can do for anyone to make them feel at home. I would like to give the last word on uh, today's program to the family members themselves and to offer each of them. And I will start with um, Vagif and then I will go to Guli and Navar and Lamarar and Mane and Vaje and Tikran if they would like to speak to just send a message to the Armenians of the United States. What is it they would like them to know? And it can be anything from what you have already gone through or what you see ahead, but what is the important thing that you want American Armenians to know about what has happened and what will happen?
4: Yes, it's like a poor country, millions here, Yes, uzumam use them, have a situation. We have many. And now we will try to աշխատելու հիմնական, نکن، ور بزی کاروانان و کنیره زن تنکان حاکسره. ایش فریض استم ما میشنانی که باز نزول آن تنکه եւ آشکاتا سر جعبورتنه، آشکاتا سر
2: so our uh, head of the village, um, Mr. Sahan, is just adding um, that I see this family is very hardworking and um, our purpose will be, uh, all of Armenia's purpose will be to make um, them to stay in uh, Armenia, creating um, business possibilities like employment possibilities uh, due to their Priorities, their needs, etc. So I see that this family, uh, which is uh, large enough, is very hardworking and can do farming, uh, can do um, agricultural activities. So we all wish uh, that uh, our next step will be providing job and uh, employment opportunities for them.
0: Thank you very much. And to the members of the family, is there anything that any of them would like to say as we uh, um, close our program?
3: Mm-hmm. Yesim, ay voch lavaski mekhanika voch khorozdennika, voch mi badoshka k mihat otkhru nem meli, asats, arachi hart the message, uh, the message the Prime Minister
2: sent us <laughs> is that we have, we have decided to stay in Chinari, and we have no plan to go to other place because um, we love Chinari and we really would like to stay here, but um, the whole house is um, in a poor condition and we need windows for winter. We need um, the water system uh, to be improved. Um, and we haven't enough beds um, because all the seven members are now located um, in a first floor. Somehow, uh, using the minimum uh, conditions they could have. And so they can somehow pass the winter, but they really need um, uh, some support to improve the house, to have the windows, to have uh, a wood for winter. That is her concern, and um, she's sharing. Although she is a prime minister, but <laughs> <laughs> her concerns is like, you know. Very urgent things.
0: Of course, of course. Anyone else from the family would they like to say anything?
3: Yeah, ni teša se, je kase. Samo ena siga. Is is a hard to say, can hard to say. Hm. La marača, nunu. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Let's let's listen la mara now. Vojš mi bančunek, uzme mi to boj mečinar i apreg.
2: Okay, so Lamara wants peace for Armenia, first of all. And then uh, she said that, um, except the house, um, I don't want anything because uh, we need a house to live in and to continue our lives here.
0: Of course. Are the children still there? Listen, I would like to I don't thank...
2: I think that they are reluctant that's, to speak. Yeah, that's okay, that's
0: okay. I want to thank, from the bottom of my heart, the Balayan family, for spending some time with us uh, this morning. And I say morning, it's morning here when this program was recorded. It is uh, late afternoon there in Armenia, and I know that it's been a very, very uh, trying and uh, difficult uh, last six weeks for all of you but I am very grateful for your willingness to come on our podcast and talk about what you have been through and also, more importantly, what lies ahead. And I wish you all the very, very best of luck. And also to uh, Samvel Saroyan, who is the village leader there in Chinari. Thank you, sir, for participating in our program today. And as always, my wonderful friend, Der Aram Mirzoyan, who is the pastor, by the way, of the St. Hovanes Armenian Church in Bert, also in Tavush province. Thank you, dear Aram, for bringing everyone together for this program. And, of course, my very dear friend, Anahid Badalian, who is the director and founder of the Bert Women's Resource Center in Bert, in Tavush province. Thank you, as always, my dear, for being such a wonderful translator and an even better friend.
2: We also, thank you, uh, dear David, for your contribution, as always, for your support, for being um, great Armenian
0: that you are. So, thank you a lot. Thank you Wow, what a wonderful group of people. Just like the Hachadorians in our last episode, the Balayans have been through an incredible ordeal, a true tragedy in every sense of the word, and yet they are still looking forward with hope and optimism, like so many families from Artsakh who are starting over, but who are not alone. My special thanks to the Balayan family for sharing their experiences with me and for sharing their thoughts on what lay ahead. I also want to thank the village leader in Chinari. Samuel Sagoyan for joining us and sharing on behalf of the people of Chinneri, his efforts and those of his fellow villagers to help the families of Artsakh who are now calling Chinneri home. My good friend, Der Aram Rizoyan, who brought our guests together for this interview, thank you so much, Dear Aram. And to my dear friend, Anahid Badalian from Bert, thank you again for your kindness, patience, and superb translating skills. I know it was a little difficult to hear all of our guests clearly at times, but you're a pro and I'm forever grateful. And please give my best to your wonderful staff at the Baird Women's Resource Center. It was wonderful to see you during my last visit and I look forward to seeing you all again in the new year. The Knights and Daughters of Vartan Action Committee is now raising funds to assist the 120,000 Armenians who fled Artsakh in September. Those people need food, shelter, medical care, wood for heating, and so much more. You can give what you can by going to our website at kofv.org. That's kofv, k for knights, of, and v for vartan, kofv.org and clicking on the Donate link in the upper right-hand corner of the homepage, Or, go to the sublink under Programs and click on Artsakh Crisis Relief. You can also donate by check, and the instructions on where to send your check are also on the Artsakh Crisis Relief page on our website. Okay, let's switch gears for a moment before we say so long and let you know that Grand Convocation 2024 is just nine months away. Our brothers and sisters in Yeprat Lodge and Alitz-Otyag are already planning for the big event that brings together knights and daughters of Vartan from around the country. It's so much fun, and it's important too. This year, it was the East Coast as my lodge, Aradat Lodge, and Arpi-Otyag hosted the Grand Convocation. And it was so much fun for everybody. And next year, it's the West Coast's turn again. As the men and women of Yeprat Lodge and Alidz Otiag welcome all of us to Fresno, California. Mark your calendars for next year's Grand Convocation will be from Thursday, July 11th through Saturday, July 13th. But, of course, you can always come early or stay later and enjoy the beautiful California sunshine and special time with friends. There will be much more on Grand Convocation 2024 in the months ahead, in our newsletters, social media, and, of course, the Talking Vartan podcast. Speaking of social media, the Knights and Daughters of Vartan are just about everywhere, and we're easy to find, too. There's the Knights and Daughters of Vartan Facebook page, which is updated all the time with photos and posts, which we can all contribute to. We're also on Instagram, X, LinkedIn, YouTube, and don't forget the website itself, kofv.org, and our quarterly print and digital publication, Avadaid. All Knights and Daughters media, with the exception of this podcast, is managed by our liaison in Armenia, Goharpalyan. And you can reach our liaison directly at vartan at gmail.com. You can listen to the Talking Vartan podcast, not only this episode, but past episodes as well, not only through Knights and Daughters of Vartan social media, but on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Now to contact me directly, you can reach me at TalkingVartanPodcast at gmail.com. On our next edition of the Talking Vartan Podcast, and with the help of some of our brothers and sisters in the Knights and Daughters of Vartan, and some very rare recordings, We'll remember four days, 60 years ago, described by one observer at the time as the greatest, darkest, most emotional, most demanding shared experience ever experienced by any people at any time. We'll end the program with a special Thanksgiving message for us all. That's later in November on the Talking Vartan Podcast. Special thanks, as always, to Mal Barsamian for our theme music, Lorke Lorke, from his album, One Take, Armenian Dance Tunes. Talking Vartan, the Knights and Daughters of Vartan podcast, is the exclusive property of the Knights and Daughters of Vartan and me, Asped David Medzorian. Any use of this program without the expressed written permission of both parties is prohibited. It was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. who said, Everybody can be great. Because everybody can serve. Thank you for your service to the Knights and Daughters of Vartan. I'm Osped David Medzorian of Aradat Lodge, number one in Boston. Shnoragaram, Sideli Paregamne.